We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate review us, please go ahead and don't forget to share and subscribe. Benicio, welcome to the largest slate in DFS NBA history. And by largest, I mean two games before yes. we hit the all-star break here sir yeah it's um it's gonna be a long week for me we're gonna have a couple days off we basically you know got no uh dfs nba might have to play a little nhl i know pga maybe a nice four-day pga sweat will uh kill some time so yeah not too bad yeah so uh interesting things to sort of talk talk about here because uh, on a slate like this today, it really some people may uh, uh, you know opt to fade it all together. For me personally, I like the short slates because I think that you can create a couple different combinations and sort of you're going to have to make some tough decisions. And the the nice thing that's sort of happened here is Jason Kidd has decided to make this slate interesting by benching starters and starting. <laughs> Look at Penny's already shaking his head. He's like, "God damn it, Jason Kidd! Yeah, well, how could you do this to us?" So. You know what? Um, I actually got lucky though last night. Even with the Greg Monroe news, I still managed to leave him in my lineup. So that, that actually worked out pretty well. 
it worked out better for everybody. Greg Monroe had his best game in quite a while coming off the bench, so um, that was pretty solid overall. Uh, the one thing I will say, too, uh, that we, we need to mention here is that we officially have started uh, recording these shows on Google Hangouts, which turn into YouTube videos. So um, if you happen to find us uh, on uh, uh, Google+, Plus, there it's on, you know under the, uh, the Rotowire banner, so, uh, you know, uh, and I believe I'm going to dig up the link here and try to uh, tweet it out uh, in terms of you, YouTube so people can find the, the actual YouTube channel there. Uh, we, we do have a fair number of subscribers, but the channel has been a little bit dormant, but it's not going to be dormant anymore because the Rotowire DFS podcast is going to be appearing on Google Plus Live and in the uh, uh, YouTube, uh, the official Rotowire YouTube channel as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll also obviously always have this thing going in podcast format as well. Um, but we're just going to give you different options and different ways for you to to get um, involved with the uh, the Rotowire uh, channel. So there, I believe if you just search uh, Rotowire, and um, yep, it's the if you just search Rotowire in YouTube, you'll see Rotowire.com pop up. There are over 180 videos. Most of them haven't been published uh, too much more uh, in a while. You also see my ugly mug uh, there and some of the other stuff that I've talked about, um, you know, with some of these uh, old YouTube videos that I've done there as well. So um, be sure to check all the stuff out that we have coming up all season long with Rotowire. Going to try to load up as many DFS shows uh, and maybe some other stuff uh, going forward too, heading into MLB season. So we'll try to get all that worked out for you. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the point guard position for today uh, and talk about how you're going to be setting up your roster with the uh, number of options that we have available uh, for this gigantic, ginormous four-team slate for Thursday. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, with with such a short slate, we always talk about on short slates, we want to get as many of the studs into our lineup as possible. So Russell Westbrook going up against New Orleans – um, we know that the Pelicans are one of the worst at guarding the point guards. So you got Westbrook, who's one of the best fantasy players we have, going up against the Pelicans, who's you know one of the worst teams that we have there. So I think he's got to be the top option. Um, John Wall against Milwaukee, also a solid option that you can look at. You know, Drew Holiday's not bad against OKC. You know, I think when I was looking at some of the guys here. It's a struggle to find some value, guys, in these games. So as much as I'd like to say Westbrook is the guy you should pay up for, he's likely the high scorer, um, I think you're going to wind up having to come down because options like Wall and Holiday and the savings that they can provide are probably something you're going to need on this uh, this short slate. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. So what, what you're going to have to do is figure out um, which two studs you're going to sort of roll and then how many auxiliary options that you that you have. And I have no problem with anybody who chooses Wall and Westbrook as those two uh, mainstay studs because uh, those guys have been super productive overall. What you need to do here, um, is, is particularly on a site like DraftKings where you can, you know, three guards or, or potentially four with utility are going to make it into your lineup is decide if you want to go with somebody like Jared Bayless, who, you know, the, the price um, has risen up to 4,300, but still super affordable, has scored 14 or more real life points in the three, the three past games has been playing 25 to 32 minutes uh, there as well. So I think he's somebody who's super interesting and I, somebody I would prefer over Michael Carter Williams. So even though he got yanked out of the starting lineup is still playing, uh, a fair amount. He, you know, has been playing 25 to 28 minutes in, in the three pass games, but hasn't been uh, as productive uh, in terms of, you know, price uh, tag on return uh, as opposed to Jared Bayless though. So 
Um, he has, you know, pulled down six rebounds in in three straight games and, you know, does have an 11 assist in those three, but he really doesn't do as much volume scoring as you would like. And he is up against John Wall defense. So I would definitely rather uh, roll with Bayless uh, over um, MCW. Now, aside mm-hmm. from that too, I don't think that you we can really make a case for too many other um, players getting minutes. Uh, you, t- you take a look at some of these minute projections there as well. I, I guess Norris Cole is the only other person we can sort of mention uh, there as well. And I'm okay with him, you know, in, in a GPP. I don't know how much you really can feel comfortable with trusting him in, in cash games because, you know, he does things like score 36 fantasy points against Cleveland on the road and then, you know, sc- score eight points against the LA Lakers, which is as good of uh, as much exposure as you thought you ever would, would want to have uh, w- with him over the past week. So I'm fine with limiting him to as a gpp differentiation play are, are you with me there on that yeah i mean most of the sites his price has come up a lot so there's not a lot of value there like you really need him to have a, a pretty good game so you know if you needed to come down to make something work in a tournament i could i could get on board with it but he's not really somebody i'm like actively trying to put in my roster you know if i had to come down to him i wouldn't hate it but i still think i'd rather go down to Bayless, who you're saving some money on, um, if I had to come down at all. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. So somebody that you can sort of, you know, make a swerve to in, in, in the middle there, obviously you're getting a much better deal on Bayless, but, um, you know, you only have a limited amount of options uh, as well. So maybe if you don't go with two big studs and you want to go, go with somebody like KD or somebody at, at a different position in terms of, uh, more expensive value, then you can, you can make a case for somebody like Cole just to create, if you're, just to create some GPP differentiation. The one thing about this here uh, is on a short slate like this, you can try to cover like all the bases and come pretty close. Uh, if, if you're a person who doesn't put in uh, an, uh, a large number of like, uh, you know, uh, varied lineups, but you know, you, you maybe think you're thinking about it today because uh, this is one day where you can maybe feel a little bit more comfortable hit, about hitting on a GPP because there really only are X number of combos to come up with. So uh, something to take a look at there. What we should also take a look at is the small four. I'm sorry, the shooting guard position and talk about how you have this set up here for Thursday. Yeah, to me, I think there's really only three guys that are viable. You got um, Chris Middleton, who, you know, I'm looking at DraftKings pricing right now. He's probably the most expensive shooting guard, just a tad under 7K. You got Bradley Beal, who's just a tad over 6K. And then you have Deion Waiters, who's probably the only other guy that I would consider here. And he's like, you know, 45 or 4,600. So for me, the projections and, you know, what I'm expecting out of Chris Middleton and Bradley Beal is pretty much the same. Uh, Middleton has a much better matchup going up against Washington. Um, You know, Beal's matchup against Middleton isn't as great on paper for the other side, but you're getting about a 600 to a thousand dollar savings depending on the site by coming down to Beal from Middleton. And I think that their projections to me are only like one or two points away from each other. So that's not enough of a difference for me to go up to Middleton who I actually have projected a little higher. Um, So I'd probably like Beal. Then if you look at Beal at around 6k versus, you know, Dion waiters, who's 4,500, you know, I have Waiters for about 20 fantasy points, and I have Beal for about 30. So if Waiters was 4K, it would be a little bit of a decision for me to make. But with Waiters being 45, I think the best value you can get here is Bradley Beal. He had a big game last night. You know, when he's healthier and he's playing the minutes, we know that his fantasy scores are going to go up. So I think that now he's starting to get a few more minutes going into the All-Star break, and I think this is a pretty good spot to roll him out in. 
yeah, I, I could see that uh, there as being a, as, as a possible opportunity. So we have a couple of different things that we could do here. Uh, you know, Darren, uh, Deion Waiters, we got Bryce John Jones, who now that Tyreek Evans is out of this out for the season is somebody who becomes a little bit more interesting. Uh, OJ Mayo, uh, who, uh, you know, uh, ended up playing 18 minutes and didn't do a whole lot here, but like, I think you just have to sort of keep him on the radar since it is a short slate because uh, it is the Washington Wizards and they have been doing some weird things with, you know, Bradley Beal and Garrett Temple um, at their shooting guard positions. And Garrett Temple is actually a guy who's been playing, you know, about 25 to 32 minutes over the past couple of games. Has been really rough in terms of the, the, the production in the past three when he was up above the 32-minute mark and sort of, um, catching a few more minutes with, well, you know, Bradley Beal has been, you know, uh, battling his injuries and his struggles. He was a little bit more trustworthy. So, you know, and uh, the, certainly right now uh, with the amount of points that Milwaukee has been allowing, I could see that being not a bad play, but I'll, probably something I'm just going to stay away from overall. So uh, you, you basically have to decide to, for me, is if you're going to, you're, you're okay using Bryce to John Jones. Um, or you're going to have to, you know, go all the go all the way towards the top and, and take a look at uh, Middleton or Beal and the, the best sort of swerve that we can, you know, come up with. Uh, like you mentioned, Dion Waiters. So not a lot of options. Not of them. A lot of them are sexy, but you know, at least you know for if you're going up to all the way to the top, you're going to get a good amount of volume out of Chris Middleton, who's been playing like 38 minutes plus in four of the past five, which is super strong and solid. So. You know, and the other upside of that too is he's you know actually got priced down from seventy three hundred down to sixty seven on DK, so um, you know something to sort of hang your hat on. Hopefully that you know the, the price doesn't get adjusted too much farther upward because it is such a short slate. All right, before we move on to the small forward position, I uh, gotta let everybody out there know that they haven't taken advantage of the ten day free trial at rotowire.com. Uh, right now, it's still available. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com/pod. Uh, we've got lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer, and a lot more coming up here. Eight different DFS sites are covered within our optimizer, so you've got the, what, no matter what your favorite site is, even if it's a smaller site like Fancy Aces, Fancy Score, or Fancy Draft, we've got you covered on all those sites with our lineup optimizer. We've got up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections, complete DraftKings for all the. Uh, DraftKings. We, we do cover DraftKings, by the way, in the, in the optimizer. But we have draft kits for the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, uh, which is just about to be uh, released with a new magazine here. And uh, speaking of the magazines, that comes in online and um, hard paperback format. So we got a lot of stuff covered up, uh, covered in the uh, 10-day free trial that you can take advantage of. You'll definitely be glad you did because we provide a lot of great information within the site uh, behind the paywall, and you can get uh, behind the paywall for free. 10-day free trial, rotowire.com slash pod. All right, small forward up. Who are you putting down there uh, with some of the big boys uh, for the Thursday slate? Yeah, I mean, for me, Kevin Durant is head and shoulders above everybody else here. So obviously, if you can afford him, He's the guy that you want to put in there. He's going to be the safest 45 to 55 fantasy points. Um, probably going to be the high scorer at the position by, you know, 15 to 20 points overall. So I think he's definitely going to be the guy you want up top. Now, if you go down to the bottom, the only guy I think is viable and somebody who I actually like a lot in this spot is Jared Dudley. Uh, his price the last couple games has been like $4,600, $4,700. So, not too expensive. He's in a, a you know a pretty good situation there, and he's been putting up like twenty to thirty fantasy points. So again, he's not going to give you huge upside, but 
you know, on a value scale for a guy who's 4,500, 4,600, you know, you basically need about 25 fantasy points out of him. So he's been giving you what you need out of him. Um, the two guys who are riskier, and I think I'd only use in GPPs, are Giannis and Otto Porter. And other than that, I don't really think anybody else is all that viable. Um, if I have to choose between Giannis and Porter, Giannis is about $1,200 more expensive, but he has a better matchup because he's going up against Otto Porter. So Giannis against Otto Porter is probably the way I would go with that, even though I'd have to pay up to get Giannis in my lineup. But honestly, if I have the money to get the rant, I'm going to try to get him. And if not, I think I'd rather just come down to Jared Dudley and, you know, use the savings elsewhere. Yeah, I, I agree with you there as well. It's, it's going to be very tough to sort of go with KD and um, um, Westbrook or John Wall in, in, in this spot. And this is one of the, the situations here where you can sort of take advantage of, you know, a, a, a cheap option that's going to be a salary saver for you. And Jared Dudley has been, um, you know, paying off uh, five times value in what looks like what let's see here one two three four of the past seven five of the past seven i believe there you know and all he really needs in this price range is four, 24 fancy points which is super reasonable and the price has been holding at the 4600 range for, all the way back since uh january 25th so yeah easy easy call on on that as as your salary saver you, you know obviously you, you can bump up to porter or tentacumpo or, or or kd but you might as well take advantage of um, the price savings and uh, the minutes that are being afforded to him while you can uh, at the small forward position for, for this spot. All right, let's go ahead and talk about power forward. This is pretty interesting too here because uh, there's a number of different ways we can actually go despite the, uh, the, the limited options. So let's talk about how you have this uh, shaking out here uh, for the Thursday slate. All right, now you guys know my, you know, my, my stance on Anthony Davis and cash gains for, you know, since the new year. And I'm going to keep it going here. I'm still not going to play him. He's probably the guy who's going to get the most points at the power forward position. But if I have to spend up 10K, he's not even close to the top of the list of guys I want to spend up for. If I'm going to spend up to the 10K mark, I'd rather have Westbrook, Durant, and John Wall. So if I can get two of those guys in my lineup, I'm definitely not going to be able to afford Anthony Davis. And frankly, I just don't want to do it. I don't put Davis ahead of... Wall, Westbrook, or Durant. So to me, at the best, he's like the fourth option that I would look for to spend up on. Um, Serge Ibaka, I almost never play, um, mostly because he's, you know, even though he's the third option basically in that offense, he's such a distant third option that it's not like his points or, or anything about his game is really all that, you know, solid. Um, I think he's going to be the guy that most people swerve to uh, that don't want to use Anthony Davis, and I think that's going to be a mistake. Um, to me, honestly, the best play out there is Ryan Anderson. I think that they're going to use him a lot. I think it's a high-scoring game um, that's going to go up and down. Rebounding and scoring are two things he does well, so I think the game kind of plays to his strengths. And like I said, if you're looking for a little tournament differentiation, I think he's a guy that's you know a little bit more off the board on a on a two-game slate. I think he's still going to be you know twelve to to eighteen percent owned. But I think that's going to be a lot lower ownership than Ibaka or Anthony Davis. And I think that him and Jabari Parker are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at um, to use at the power forward spot here. Yeah, I agree there as well. It's going to be very tough to 
um, to pay up for Brow because I, I just don't. He would be like my third choice among the three um, bigger boys that you could, that you can sort of roll to. So I just don't feel too comfortable with that, with that spot overall. Um, you know, the the, the power four position. I'm trying to like, like make some solid sense out of what's happening uh, with uh, the. The, the Washington Wizards, because you know everybody who is a potential option isn't great for for DFS. So like you really can't play good in Humphreys or Nene uh, mm-hmm. right now. So you just like it's just basically you can sort of have to stay away from the situation altogether. You know, so it's going to be very tough for from for you to to do anything else besides get invested in either Brow, Abaka, Ryan Anderson, or Jabari Parker. Uh, Jabari Parker, you know, I just don't love him enough because you you're already going to have to use Jared Dudley. You're going to have to maybe use somebody at cheaper at the two, um, you know, like Bryce Deshaun Jones and for, for me to go with somebody who's getting minutes, but isn't really ever productive. He's got, you know, one 30 point performance, um, you know, in this price range, which, which is sort of what you're looking for here because you can't keep going with, you know, 20 to 25 point guys and still expect to, to, to get the scoring that you need. Uh, so to me, you if you're not paying for Brown, it comes down to Serge Ibaka or Ryan Anderson. Uh, and I, at least for volume, I've, I've, I prefer uh, Ryan Anderson in this spot, despite the fact that he's been a little bit uneven. Uh, maybe I mean maybe this is a GPP only play, but he does have like the 26 point upside, like he had in the in the Minnesota game uh, on February 8th. So something else to, to, to pay attention to if you feel like you you trust Serge Ibaka more, I'm, I'm fine with that. He's going to be matched up against Anthony Davis. Which you know is about as tough as a matchup as you're you're going to get. So uh, I'm not ex- thrilled about the options. You're, you're sort of going to need to pick your poison. Either just you know punt it or um, you know make a concerted effort to pay all the way up, which I won't do uh, there as well. So you know I don't know how how much more I can tiptoe around this situation without saying I hate the the, the position uh, altogether. Yeah. But you know something to keep in mind that would be nice if they just came out and said hey you know nene is is starting going to play 25 minutes or something something that would really make our mm-hmm. life easy but we just don't really see that happening at this point yeah on this slate so um yeah you know, you know, i i almost wish there is like if a value play opens up i'd be all for taking it if one of these guys is out because i just don't think anyone's really worth the value here and right. i'd rather spend the money elsewhere so if i could find like a viable 4k punt who's playing 20 25 minutes at the power forward spot if something you know opens it up i i will gladly take it because it's you know one of my least favorite spots to try to find somebody yeah what we need them to do is just bench jabari parker the way that they did with greg von rowan free him up to be the 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 scoring guy that he was out there in duke you know in his Mm -hmm. college career because he's just not worth anything as a you know number four or five option in the starting lineup with all the people who take shots uh currently right now so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's tough and he was he had a little sp- segment of time where he was like you know borderline playable and getting some actual value based on the price tag but now that's just over overall and i i mean i'm okay if people feel like that's the best pawn option that you can come up with because he's he's 5k but i just you know we hate it overall and you know you, you're just going to be forced to make a little bit of a tough decision he may be the best of the cheapest worst which is an ugly way to, to play this late. But, you know, like we said, limited options, beggars can't be choosers. All right, uh, before we move on to the center position, we have to, uh, all the business 
owners know that if you haven't set up your website now, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. Uh, so when you're, uh, you're running your own business, you're bound to be too busy, too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about some actually some interesting options here at the center position here for the Thursday slate here. Benny, let's uh, see how you have this shaking out uh, for Friday. I'm sorry, for Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I think there are two guys that you got to talk about together, and then everybody else you can take as who your favorite punt is. So, you know, how do you feel about the Monroe versus Gortat matchup is really what's going to wind up, you know, deciding which way I go at center here. I think Monroe is going to be much higher owned, especially coming off that 50-point game um, going up against a Washington team that is fast-paced. But Gortat's actually a pretty solid defensive center. So center is not really the position that kind of goes nuts when when they play against Washington, even though the pace is kind of, you know, picked up from there. So I actually like Gortat more than I like Monroe, mostly because Monroe doesn't play any defense. Um, I think Gortat's going to be lower owned. Their price is going to be about the same. And I think that, um, you know, Gortat would probably be the way I went over Monroe, um, especially for cash games because Gortat's just, he's so much more consistent. You know, he might not have the same ceiling, so Monroe might be a better play for a GPP. But for cash, I think Gortat's a safe 30 to 40 fantasy points, whereas Monroe could get you 50 or it could get you 25. And you know how I feel about Jason Kidd, plus the fact that I just don't trust him, so I don't know how that's going to go. Um, but for me, I think the decision is which of the two guys up top you want because everybody else below that to me is a guy that could get you 25 points or could get you 15 just as easily and you know completely tank your roster. So I'm not going to love Miles Plumley getting me 6X even though he's 3K. Uh, you know I don't really trust Steven Adams. Um, I never trust Enos Cantor. And Omira Seek is the only other guy there that I think is viable. And sometimes he plays 25 minutes, sometimes he plays 17 minutes. So for me, I'd rather just take the safety and the security of, you know, Gortat versus Monroe. And like I said, for cash, I have Gortat a little higher. For GPPs, I think Monroe has the higher ceiling. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. And I actually like what they've done with his role, with his role and we hope to keep him coming off the bench but still playing uh, big minutes because that's where you can sort of make some hay um, in this matchup. If I had to, to gamble and take a chance here in this spot, I think Omer Sheik could be a guy who gets – um, you know, uh, 20 plus minutes um, and be a, a, an okay GPP swerve because uh, Steven Adams and Enos Cantor are both big men who who rotate and get big minutes. So regardless of who's on the floor, they're going to need a, a, a big to sort of match up with him unless they, they go with Ryan Anderson, who's an okay uh, matchup for Enos Cantor. But I could see for for the first time in forever, um, you know, Omer Sheik jumping in there and getting some extra minutes at the center position, which isn't really normal for him this season because they've been keeping him in the, you know, I don't know, 15-ish range overall, um, mostly because 
he's bad. <laughs> There's yeah. not a better way to say it, but you know, if you you feel like that's like the best you can do, uh, you know, given the price that uh, is available, I don't hate it. I think it's a, it's it's an okay as a as a base to cover overall in GPP. So you know, twenty four fantasy points at the his price tag of thirty six hundred is six six point eight times value. Like we said, though, you just have to keep make sure that you're not value talenting yourself in too many different spots to the point where you can't get a, a score that's going to win. You can find mm-hmm. a value play in every at every position. You just don't want to play in a value play at every position. You want the ones with the most upside, and it's really debatable if Amir, Amir Sheik is that, um, you know. But uh, something to consider is all I'm going to say. Uh, I, I still do like Enos Cantor for GPPs uh, there there as well because he does have 40 point upside. Has scored 35 or more in uh, three of the past six games. So you sort of need him to set up well and go off. And the center position is the weakest, I believe, in the NBA uh, for the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. There, so you can definitely make yeah. a case for Cantor uh, in this spot. And but but I like what, what you what you said about Greg Monroe there as well. If you're paying all the way up, some probably the the best uh, option. And you know, hopefully the the price remains reasonable about the sixty seven hundred range. Uh, so despite the fact that he went for fifty four, which is a monster score. Uh, and something that, uh, you know, probably provided a lot of value for you on a short slate for Tuesday, um, um, you know, if you did happen to play him. So uh, we definitely prefer Greg Monroe. It's all just comes down to a matter of whether or not you can afford him in your lineups, given the options that you choose. Yeah. But if you do, you have some nice little cheap home run center plays to take advantage of. Um, now, would you, would you go, you like Cantor more than you like Steven Adams? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I, you know, I mean, Stephen Adams is like a, is a guy who's getting a few more minutes, it's a little bit more trustworthy, but he just doesn't have enough scoring ceiling for for mm-hmm. you, for me to like feel good about this. At least with Cantor, you know, he can go off for forty uh, in this yeah. spot. You know, there's just no way Stephen Adams is ever going to t- get enough sh- touches in terms of shots. And he's an okay shot blocker, but you never really see him put up like a five block shot game, which is sort of what you need. You need to do something exceptionally for him to be like, oh, what a great home run play. He can be an okay yeah. play or a, or a safer cash play at the center position. Yeah. But like if we're talking about like crush it on the GPP side, Cantor is definitely the guy for me. Yeah, I think um, – yeah, I would I would agree with that. I like Adams more for cash because he's also – on DraftKings, at least he's forty three hundred. Cantor, I think, is five thousand. So you're saving like six or seven hundred bucks to go to Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. There's no, there's no upside there. Like he's not going to get you forty fantasy points. You know, Cantor has done that before. If he, you know, has a big scoring game, um, you're never going to, almost never going to get that out of Stephen Adams. It would take, you know, his like career game to get you there. Right, and there's actually a good chance too because of what they need on offense. That's um, <coughs> uh, that. They, uh, you know, you end up seeing more uh, Cantor matching up against uh, Ryan Anderson, for, you know, you know, um, because I think that's like a little bit more of a, a, a natural fit to keep both those guys on the floor, which is what both teams want to do. I think if they have a preference, they would rather keep them the more talented guys. And when games matter, you see Cantor on the floor in, in the fourth quarters, uh, you know, over over Steven, Steven Adams down the stretch. So which is, you know, what they saw against Golden State when they were trying to stay in that game there as well. So not saying that's going to happen against the Pelicans. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you feel like you needed a tiebreaker and you had to ask me, you know, who's going to be on the floor in the fourth quarter, if I had to guess you need those last few points, I there's a better chance of it being Cantor uh, over Steven Adams. Um, you know, if that if it's a close matchup where they need the scoring, if it's a game where they're where it's they're crushing and it's out of hands, then you know more likely they go with Steven Adams for defense. So it's a little bit of pick your poison there. But you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about cash safe versus GPPs, and you can you make your choice either way. 
All right, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Don't forget to check us out here on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, the the Twitter handle for Benny is at uh, BennyR11. You can check me out at uh, Josh Hayes F. S and it's at Rotowire for all your season long and DFS fancy needs. And don't forget to uh, search for Rotowire uh, in the in your YouTube uh, section there and subscribe to the official Rotowire channel where we'll be pumping out these podcasts and live shows for you to watch our our wonderful mugs here overall. So send us a message, tell us we look weird on 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 Twitter on video, or tell us you like it, you, you don't like it, what you like to add, subtract, or change, and we'll get that going for you going forward. Thanks for listening and watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. The story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.